0: Welcome back guys. This is the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show and I'm super excited to have with me today Heather Chauvin and she is going to be talking to us a little bit about some of the incredible insights that she shared in her new amazing book, Dying to Be a Good Mother. She is in the process of recording the audiobook as we speak. So it's a perfect time to have you on the show. But Heather, why don't you kind of back us up a little bit, share with everyone a little bit about like your story, how you arrived at where you are today, and then kind of how the book came about?
1: Yeah, well, oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so excited for. I was gonna say welcome, like I'm the host. <laughs> You're Whoa. so used to being the host all the time. You're like, welcome, everyone. Yes. Um Yes, thank you, Kelly. So, Heather, I'm Heather, and the host of the podcast called "Mom Is in Control," and the book, I will talk about the book, but back up, let's back up 16 years. And so 16 years ago, I became a mother. And that was my, what I would call dark night of the soul, my number one dark night of the soul, the Mm -hmm. cracking open. And I was 18 years old, when I had my son, and I just remember looking down at him and thinking, I have to become the person that I most desire you to be. I felt like there was so much against me, my age, my financial situation. I was a single parent, went on government assistance. And I just had this fire inside of me of like, I have to become, I have to become, I have to become. And so I did, I did. And I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. And then I, you know, fast forward decided I became a social worker and I was working with high risk families in a corporate job. Um, and I fell in love with understanding children's behavior. Like I could see and truly understand children's behavior. I'm like, that child's not, you know, defiant or, um, you know, they're not angry at you. They're expressing mm-hmm. their human emotion. Like, can't you see them? And I just fell in love with meditation and mindfulness. And I was still learning how to like, be that parent from a compassionate place, not the traditional model that we're all trying to run away from. And so then I went online and I found marketing and I found coaching and I fell in love with it. Um, And so as I was transitioning out, I fell into the hustle trap. Mm -hmm. I fell into the hustle trap. My youngest was a year old. I was literally like breastfeeding on my webcam, doing um, interviews, like, you know, just doing it all. And everyone's like giving me the huge pat on the back. Um, Like Heather, you're a superstar. And inside I felt like I was dying. Mm -hmm. Um, And so seven years ago when um, you know, the universe was trying to give me the signs and I just powered through um, it just punched me in the face and was like, you're done. You need to listen. So dying to be a good mother talks about that journey, but also how seven years ago, I was diagnosed with a stage four cancer while I literally six months before left my corporate job, signed the papers. And I was like, all right, I'm all in to entrepreneurship. And yeah, there I was, stage four cancer, raising three boys and not able to quit my business at the same time. I was doing coaching calls from my hospital bed um, because we needed to pay the bills. And so dying to be a good mother talks about that. And it's a prescriptive memoir. So it's a story. I did not want to write a how to book or a self-help book. I wanted women to know they're not alone. Yeah, that is incredible. Oh my gosh,
0: what a journey. And I'm so thankful that you took the time to put Mm -hmm. that into a book because you are revealing so many deep emotions and experiences and almost punishment behaviors that we all perpetuate in our lives that we don't even realize that we're doing. And you're kind of like switching the light switch on, right? So people realize, one, they're not alone. And two, can recognize these things, right? So we can create change, just like you're talking about, like, the new parenting model, you know, where you're aspiring to go and what we're all aspiring to be. So I, I love it. And I know it's really fresh for you just now doing the audio book, which is incredible. I would love if you would share, you know, uh, some of the, the I don't even want to say lessons because I don't want to I, I don't want to make it tactical. Yeah. Uh, let's call it awakenings, awareness, um, some of the key things that became crystallized for you that you share in the book.
1: Well, rereading it again, it's actually really interesting because I'm looking back at the evidence of my burnout and in it, I was like, this is normal this is normal. And we're now when I, you know, we all know what that feeling is of like disconnect from ourselves. Like, Ooh, I pushed too much this week. Now, when I feel that I'm like, I know what I need to do. I know Mm -hmm. I need to back off. And there's something that I teach inside of the book. And it was really inspired by Danielle Laporte's work because around the time I was diagnosed, that's when her book came out called the desire map. Mm -hmm. And it's about, it's not about, um, the thing you want. It's about the feeling. This is like the basics of like attraction, right? Law of attraction, all of it. It's the feeling that you're after. Yeah. So I'm a very, I'm a visionary, but I also need some practical step by step strategy. Yeah. So in the book, I call it energetic time management, and it's reverse engineering how you want to feel. Yeah. And now my standard is, is this in alignment? Is yeah. this in alignment? But it's about putting those little micro habits on your calendar first that are going to get you closer to how you want to feel. Yes. So an example of that is when I was in recovery from chemo and I'm in my bed, no energy, could barely do anything. I'm like, I know I don't want to feel dead. <laughs> I know I don't want to feel sick and I, but I need to acknowledge where I'm at. I need to accept it. Or yes, we're all like, I don't want to accept this. And we're fighting through it. I'm like, what little step can I take to get me in alignment with how I want to feel? And so something as simple as you're going to get out of bed today and get in the shower and boom, that is your success for the day. Mm-hmm. Even though I had to move through my resistance, right? I had to pay attention to the contrast of what life was showing me. But I started putting these little things on the calendar and making that my goal. And it just kept going and going and going. And then other women were asking me, like, how are you doing it all? I hate that question. How are you doing it all? And I'm like, one, I'm not. Yeah. I outsource like a queen now. I am delic- I'm like, who else can do this? Yeah. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I have to, that but I, is it, <laughs> what? Or that you should,
0: right? Or, or that, that I, should.
1: I that should Exactly. And now it, I'm the complete opposite mindset of it, of like, wow, look at the world. Like every, this is the village. We're bringing back the sense of community by mm-hmm. saying, hey, this is my long ass to do list. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, who you can do this, you can do this, or who would you like to? I can coach you and encourage you and show you how all of that fun stuff. You can sit with your own resistance. I don't need to be that control freak, that micromanager, but I'm going to put myself on the calendar first. And then that to-do list is trickled in the calendar. I do not remove myself from the calendar. I am number one priority, my family, my relationships, and then everything else fits into it. And if that is not sustainable, that is the sign that my life or business is not sustainable. It is not that I need to discount myself or what I would say, kill, die, right? Cut yeah. off parts of myself to be good for other people because eventually it's going to catch up with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it catches up with all of us. And I think that the the thing is, is I'm so glad that you're putting this in writing and, and quantifying and outlining this because- This is the stuff, and I say this all the time, and even with my other company, with Give Her Courage, I always say the most important life skills that we need are the things that no one ever told you. Yes, You didn't learn them in school. You didn't learn them from your parents. They're not quantified. They're not spelled out, but they need to be. And this is one of them, right? These are these unspoken conversations that we only discover through burnout. We only discover when it's too late, Right. And I love that now someone can pick up your book and they can see themselves in this story and they can begin to self-manage and they can begin to say, this isn't sustainable. I need to create change. Something has to give. What is it going to be? How am I going to rearrange the pieces? Right.
1: There were so many little what I call breadcrumbs when I started my business. I was like, because I'm very sensitive. I'm an introvert. I, you know, it takes a lot for me to recharge. Um, But I remember looking around thinking, is there other female entrepreneurs out there that are doing both really well? And I could find, you know, a female entrepreneur who didn't have children, or on the other hand, did and was like, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta go for it. You gotta push, you gotta do all that. I definitely see the culture has shifted, especially since, you know, 2020 where everyone's like, look, I have real gray hair, like, because I gotta show it. Like they're taking the mask off a little bit, the not enoughness, the let's talk real, let's be honest, what's it really like? Um, And I still see this whole culture of, you know, oh, are you tired? Oh, good. Me too. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. What is your lens and what is your focus? And I do understand that sometimes I'm swimming upstream and people are like, I would love to do that, Heather, but I can't, but I can't, but I can't. I'm like, you can.
0: Yeah. No, a hundred percent. It's, it's, is it important enough to you? Yeah. Right. And that's, that's what everything comes down to in life. It's in this moment are you ready to decide that it's important enough to you to preserve yourself to care for yourself to prioritize yourself right it's not that they can't and it's that's that's again part of like that growth and that development that we each need to go through as a person to come to that place right yeah I would love to unpack some of your favorite discoveries awakenings however you want to frame it from the standpoint of motherhood itself and who you were and where you were as that 18 year old versus who you are and where you are today. And just kind of some of the things that you can share with some of the moms, especially because it's moms that are also entrepreneurs that are leading their families. They're leading their businesses. Right.
1: Yeah. So when I was 18, so I would say I was born a rebel. I was born a leader. Um, and if anyone identifies as a leader or someone who's always you know, been called too bossy. My mom says, oh, you're so bossy, right? You're so bossy. And now I'm like, yeah. And that bossiness got me to where I am today, which is just, you know, I was the questioner. I was asking, but I remember when I became a mother, I started questioning why, why? And there's a story that I tell in the book that one of the first kind of stories about motherhood that I heard, somebody told me, oh, now you got to buy the cheap shampoo. I was like, why do I have to discount paying an additional, you know, $10 or whatever this champ- shampoo, well, you got to give, 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 give. And because I was operating from a place of, I already feel like a failure. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do because you look like you're successful. So I'm going to do what you tell me to do. So then I was, I just didn't listen to myself. I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't listen to what do you want? Do you want to buy the expensive shampoo? Then how does it make you feel? Then go for it. So those lessons were always there. They were always there. And so, you know, post-cancer, it was the big unlearning of coming back to yourself. And, you know, I titled the book Dying to Be a Good Mother and people think, oh, it's your cancer story. And I'm like, no, that was one speed bump along the way. We're all cutting off parts of ourselves to be good in some role that we think we need to be. And it is a constant daily unlearning. But this motherhood, even, you know, I'm the primary breadwinner. And if I can even say that, I don't even know what that means anymore. My husband works within my company or our company now. And it was the opposite before where he had his nine to five and I was stay at home. And I will tell you, as a mother, even the mind games that I had to go through and still sometimes go through were you know, I'm not making dinner, I'm not the one making dinner, or I'm not the one doing the laundry, and then the guilt and catching myself rather than allowing that guilt to accumulate inside of me being like, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Um, so unpacking these stories and the roles of who we're supposed to be in our children's lives is huge. Yeah.
0: yeah. And what would you say are some of the, the biggest kind of rituals that you live by now as you reflect on what you learned, each of the road bumps, the culmination of a story that you included in the book, and then
1: present day Heather. What, yeah. are, like
0: the, what are the rituals that are absolutes for you
1: now? I will tell I'm laughing because I am such a rebel that I will rebel against rituals. Like I know Mm -hmm. discipline and habits are so important. um, Mm -hmm. But if I do something over and over and over again, that boredom sets in. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I understand rituals and I understand habits and discipline and I will be a little flexible with it. And I think we all need that of, intuitively knowing intuitively knowing do you get up early today or do you um back off Mm -hmm. I would say the number one thing for me is asking myself probably a hundred times a day how do you feel I love that how do you feel and what do you need and so I'm always thinking what does your calendar look like this week do you need to like let go of a lot? Do you need to create space? Do you have a little bit more? Are you actually resisting just being, but I'm constantly asking myself, um, how do you feel and what do you need? That's amazing.
0: I think that that's, that's the biggest thing I think taking away from this entire conversation, I would love to invite everyone who's listening to the show today to even bring that into your space once a day. Let's start with once. We'll build, yeah. we'll build up to Heather's level.
1: Micro habit, micro habit. Let's start with
0: micro habits. Let's start with checking in with ourselves just one time a day. How do you feel? And what do you need to feel? How you want to feel? Mm-hmm. I think that is like, that's such a great moment of reconnection. And I think that the pace of life and just everything that we're managing it, we get disconnected from ourselves, right? And that's just one little moment in your day that you can reconnect and and re-anchor. And it's like, it's what you said earlier, which is the unlearning, right? So much unlearning. And, And I love this so much. So Um, let's tell them obviously where they can get the book. And then I would love for you to just share kind of like anything else that you're up to right now, Heather, like things that people can, can look for or follow along with that you're going to be doing over the next couple months.
1: Awesome. So yeah, the book got a little copy right here. Dying. I'm like, where is it? Dying to be a good mother. You can purchase it anywhere online, um, where you get books. Go to dying to be a There's a button there. We'll show you everywhere you can get it. There's also a 26 page workbook that you can download for free um, and kind of follow along with the book. I hang out a lot on my podcast. Mom is in control. Um, oh man, we have so much coming out. The audio book will come out in a few months, June or July on audibles. And we have book clubs coming up. We have a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm here To put a stake in the ground and take a stand for women and be like, we can change the conversation around motherhood, entrepreneurship, how you want to feel in the world. And I truly, I'm like, you're all, you're going to trigger or inspire people just by being yourself. So I believe the more alive you feel, that is your purpose. And that's how we're going to make an impact in the world.
0: I love it. It's it's amazing work that you're doing. And I'm so excited that I got to host you here and share that work, share the book. I hope each of you ladies will go out and get it. And for the gentleman, get a copy for your wife, right? A woman in your life that you love. Heather, brilliant work, brilliant work, inspiring work. You're you're making a difference with what you're doing and uh, excited to help you share. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys back here next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. Talk to you soon. If you're loving The Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show and have gotten any value out of it for your business or your life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews help us get into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts, and we'd love to keep climbing. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs to help them grow and scale their businesses online. And thank you so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each week. Here's to our next 600 episodes together.